0: I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And you forgive
1: the of my sin.
0: Almighty God, our Maker and Redeemer, we poor sinners confess unto you that we are by nature sinful and unclean, and that we have sinned against you by thought, word, and deed. Wherefore, we flee for refuge to your infinite mercy, seeking and imploring your grace for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. O O most merciful God, who has given your only begotten Son to die for us, have mercy upon us, and for his sake, grant us remission of all our sins. And by your Holy Spirit, increase in us true knowledge of you and of your will and true obedience to your word to the end that by your grace we may come to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, has had mercy upon us and has given his only Son to die for us and for his sake forgives us all our sins. To those who believe on his name, he gives power to become the children of God and has promised them his Holy Spirit. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Grant this, Lord, unto us all. Amen. Glorious transfiguration of your beloved Son. You confirm the mysteries of the faith by the testimony of Moses and Elijah. In the voice that came from the bright cloud, you wonderfully foreshowed our adoption by grace, mercifully make us co heirs with the king in his glory, and bring us to the fullness of our inheritance in heaven. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the transfiguration of our Lord is recorded in Exodus chapter 3. I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then God said, do not draw near this place, take your sandals off your feet For the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I, that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So God said, I will certainly be with you, And this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Apostle Peter's second letter, chapter 1. We did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private origin, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 17th chapter, glory be to Thee, Lord. Now after
0: six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, and do not be afraid. When they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Now as they came down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, saying, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man is risen from the dead.
2: This is the gospel of the Lord. Pray.
0: who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in Holy Christian and Apostolic Church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead, Of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. This is the word of the Lord. Let us be honest. The transfiguration of our Lord seems so otherworldly, doesn't it? Far, far from our own experiences in life today. Extraordinary. Jesus' face shone like the sun. His clothes became as white as the light. His entire appearance was transfigured. The word is metamorphosized. And it happened before witnesses, apostolic witnesses, which he himself chose, Peter, James, and John. And the Old Testament prophets, Moses and Elijah, appeared with Jesus, talking with him. Bible-believing Christians believe that such miracles took place, no matter how otherworldly they might seem. Peter would later testify, as we heard in the epistle for today, that he and his fellow apostles did not follow cunningly devised fables, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. They saw Jesus transfigured upon the mountain. They heard the voice of the Father. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And they were willing to die for that testimony. Either they were insane, or they were testifying to the truth. We opt for the latter. God grant that we believe in the miracle of the transfiguration and indeed all of the miracles to which the apostolic witnesses bore testimony. Exactly what is this transfiguration all about? What are we to learn from it? Exactly what were the apostles witnessing when they saw Jesus transfigured before them? In one of the most famous passages of the Apostle Paul, 1 Corinthians 13, we hear these words, but now abide faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love, love, what some of you might recall from the scriptures, the Greek agape, love, Merciful love, sacrificial love, undeserved love, selfless, self-giving love. This is the greatest, faith, hope, and love. Love is the greatest because it defines God's nature, who he is. Faith in Christ and the hope of the resurrection and full deliverance from all sin is the result of receiving this love in the precious gospel of our Lord Jesus. This is why love is the greatest. Apart from love, there is no faith in Christ. Apart from his love, there is no blessed and certain hope of the resurrection to eternal life. Love is at the heart of God's nature. So in the transfiguration miracle, the glory of God's love, Who Jesus really is as the Son of God. This is what the apostles beheld in his transfiguration. Emanating from this manifestation of Jesus' glory is immortality. You sang of it just a moment ago in the hymn endless life. Endless life in God, life that cannot be destroyed by anything, not by the coronavirus not by sin, endless life, and incorruption, which is life without the corruption of evil, self-centeredness, pride, envy, hatred, bitterness. All of this is characteristic of the love of God. This is the glory Peter, James, and John witness. Agape love God's nature. It suffers long and is kind. It does not envy. It does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely, nor does it seek its own benefit. It is not provoked. It thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but rather it rejoices in the truth. It bears all things... And this love never fails. It is eternal, and it is abiding, and it is the fountain and source of life. Like the transfiguration itself, this description of love is equally otherworldly, isn't it? Who knows of anyone in this life whose love absolutely never fails, but loves to the uttermost, not simply those who please him, but those who are his enemies and those who hate him. But this love is the truth. Of this love, the Apostle John would write in his Gospel In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made through him apart from him. Nothing was made that was made. And in him was life, and that life, which springs forth from the loving nature of God, that life is light that illuminates the darkness of this world and gives light to every human being who has ever lived. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. This love is pure goodness, a description of God's nature. But it is also what will be ours in the resurrection, when, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, this corruptible will put on incorruption and this mortal will put on immortality. So, Peter was right to want to remain there with Jesus in the glory of his transfiguration. The glory of God's pure and eternally perfect love, the glory of His divine nature, which the apostles beheld in His transfiguration, is what you and I will share in in the resurrection on the last day. A life free of all sin, free of all evil, and free of all weakness, a life that cannot be destroyed, an eternal life in which You and I are in communion with the glory of God's self-giving love. That is what awaits us. Peter would later refer to this as becoming partakers of the divine nature. It is as if he were saying, partakers of the divine, eternal, self-giving love of God. Why must we wait for this transfiguration of our own flesh? This is a very important question. The cross must come first, not simply as a sequence of time, but the cross must come first because the cross is the quintessential, the highest expression of the love which is God's by nature. For it is in the cross that the fullest expression of the glory of God is manifest, though human reason cannot detect it. God the Father's word must proclaim it, that word concerning Jesus, and Jesus' word to the disciples in the Transfiguration miracle, this is the climax. When the Father said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased, hear him, from the miracle of the transfiguration, the apostles would witness for you and for me all the words of love that poured forth from Jesus' mouth. And the first word of love came immediately as the cloud overshadowed them and fear gripped them as it gripped Moses in the Old Testament reading. Jesus touched them. And they weren't destroyed like those who had approached Mount Sinai. No, Jesus touched them and said, Arise, do not be afraid. That word interpreted the very glory of God that they witnessed shining through his flesh. And that word was a word of pure love and forgiveness. Pure life that would reconcile us to the Father and make us partakers of the divine nature. Apart from that word, we cannot know, nor can we begin to understand the glory of God's love. From the miracle of the transfiguration, Jesus' words would become more and more significant for the apostles, particularly in their struggles in their weakness. And the same must be true for us. His word would not only reveal His love, but by His words, the glory of God's love would strengthen them under the cross of their own suffering and give them a foretaste of that glory now. And the same is true for us as the glory of God's love is ultimately manifested in Jesus' suffering for us sinners. So we receive that glory in this life, when we are stripped of all our glory and are taught to depend upon Jesus alone. After Jesus spoke to Peter, James, and John, they lifted up their eyes and saw no one but Jesus only. Remember this. Jesus only. He is the object of our faith. He is the source of our comfort and strength. This is my beloved Son. Hear him. And we cannot know this life apart from his word of love that comes to us under the cross of affliction. What do we learn from the transfiguration? You and I cannot become partakers of the divine nature, nor can we be transfigured with our Lord on the last day, unless we become partakers of the glory of his love now, in the pain and struggles of life, in the problem of sin and human weakness. And when our world seems to be falling apart around us. Through Jesus' words of mercy, His words of compassion, His words of grace, we come to understand not only the purpose of His suffering, but why the Lord brings suffering into our own lives. And by His words, we know the pathway to the glory of eternal life is found in His love. This is my beloved Son, hear Him. Under the cross of suffering in our own lives, may we lift up our eyes and see Jesus only in His suffering and death, and know that there He touches us in ours. In this is the love and glory of God for you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray... the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, and for all according to their needs. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord, have have mercy. mercy. For the baptized, especially Jody LeGros and Mackenzie Dine, celebrating baptismal anniversaries, that we would heed our Heavenly Father's admonition to hear His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, as he speaks to us through his holy word and sacraments, and that we would, by grace through faith, behold him in his glory, as he continues to tabernacle among us, delivering forgiveness, life, and salvation through the same. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who are called and ordained to serve in Christ's stead and by his command, that all their preaching and teaching would flow from the right understanding of all Holy Scripture, and how it testifies of Christ and all that he has done, and continues to do for our eternal salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For marriage and family, for parents in every Christian home, for Joe and Nikki, Larry and Tammy that they would pass on the faith to their children by word and deed. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those who have been placed in authority over us in the civil realm, including Joseph, recently inaugurated as our president, that they would serve with integrity and honor according to the rule of law, having the welfare of all in mind, and for our country that division, conflict, and strife would give way to unity, peace, and quietness. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Lord's flock here, that we would be granted faithfulness in the confession of Christ's name, humility and patience in our various vocations, striving to love God and neighbor in all that we say and do. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those who are sick, hospitalized, recovering, enduring ongoing treatment, or suffering in any way, especially those recovering from the coronavirus. Don Schultz hospitalized, Larry Martin recovering from surgery on a broken leg, Dwayne Perry in therapy, Jeremy LaFour in his struggle with ALS, David Berger recently home from the hospital and continuing to be treated for an infection and Jim, Brian, Roger, Jill, and Allison in cancer treatment, that they would know your peace and receive healing and relief according to your gracious will. And for those who mourn, especially the family of John Bruss's friend, Larry, that they would be comforted by the sure and certain promises of the gospel and the blessed hope of the resurrection to eternal life, For all who die in the faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who come to the holy altar this day, to the communion of Christ's true body and blood, that receiving the forgiveness of sins, they would be strengthened in faith and in fervent love toward others, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. All this we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, Through him, with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and
2: ever. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. Give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is, and so to do.
0: it is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord who at his transfiguration revealed his glory to his disciples, that they might be strengthened to proclaim his cross and resurrection, and with all the faithful look forward to the glory of life everlasting. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Amen. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me.
2: Give thanks unto the Lord, for he
0: is good, and his mercy endures forever. Let us pray. O God the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God,
2: now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you.